This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. So Trump is going to prison. <laughs> yes, he is. It looks like it. All right. Indicted? Have you seen that? Have you seen what's that movie? Fun with, fun with Dick and Jane. With Jim yeah. Carrey. Yeah. Indicted? Yeah. I'm gonna get indicted. Indicted Jane. <laughs> I'm gonna get indicted. <laughs> running around the house. Indicted. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you ever seen, you that, seen that, movie? that movie? That's a good movie. It's great. Yeah. Fun with Dick and Jane. It's like oh, he man. was. Um, he gets put into this high position, but it was just felt he could be the fall man for this. Uh, I don't know if it was a bank or something like that. Some, some kind of investment firm yeah, or whatever. Firm and mm, Barney Stinson story. Kind of, yeah, yeah. And then the company just goes down and he's the fall person and everybody loses their job and Ooh. all that kind of stuff. It was a comedy, though. It's not like, it was actually really funny. Yeah, it's not. It's Yeah, it's a comedy. Well, I have a theory about this whole Trump indictment thing. Go ahead. All right. This is going to sound kind of crazy. I believe that this Trump indictment thing is so that Trump can become the leading nominee. Really? Yeah. But who 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 wants that? I yeah. believe that the Democrats want okay. that. And here's why. <clears throat> this whole thing is like obviously they're like looking for something, right? right? Like we're looking to send you to jail. They've it's been. not, yeah. Like they've been doing that since he got elected. Exactly. Right. So it's not <laughs> like it's not like, oh my gosh, he did this thing wrong. Like uh, to to like follow up with the law, we have to like arrest you, and it feels bad. It's like, yeah, we finally got some. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like we we got this. Yes. And and with that being said. With it being obvious, what is his base going to do? Rally behind him. Exactly. They're going to rally behind him and say, obviously, this is a witch hunt. If you're saying it's a witch hunt, it looks like a witch. It feels like one. Technically, the the charge is a misdemeanor. So it's like. And past Of all the crimes that the Democrats were like, we're going to get them on the taxes. We're going to get them on this. They got them on the hush money. Right. Yeah. Of all the crime. Right. Yeah. And it's just like, which on. probably every single politician has. Done. Right. <laughs> right. Not even probably. Bill Clinton probably has yes. a long list. Hello. You know what I mean? So, so this is going to get the base ignited. Yeah. And then they're going to be like, all right, we have to push him through the primary now. We have to push him through the primary because mm-hmm. he's obviously the one. the The statement that he says they're trying to get to me to get to you is right. is like they're doubling down on that, right. right? And then the Democrats think that twenty uh was it twenty yeah. twenty is going to happen all over again, where they're like they're just going to keep voting against Trump, right? Because the Democrats now feel vindicated. Like, yeah, yeah, we finally got him on this thing. We, Because you know what the Democrats have always said? We know he's done something wrong. We know he's done blah, 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 blah. Right? So they finally got him. And then now they're going to be like, obviously, we can't can't have a president that's like a criminal. Right? So there, and then the people in the middle 
That's who they're like making sure right. who sees this. The people in the middle are going to be like, oh, I already hated him for being Trump. Now I, ha- I hate him because he's a criminal. Right. He's a criminal. He's he's fingerprinting. He, he's getting a mugshot, right? So then they're going to bring him back. Biden's corpse versus Trump <laughs> round two. And Trump they're the just weekend at Bernie's versus <laughs> Agent Trump. Orange. Trump the criminal. That's right. You know, versus the star of Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Yes. So it's like, okay, now that's what they're intending to happen. And the 83 million votes is going to be like 87 million votes. It might be 120 million somehow. Yeah. yeah. So that's you know, what I'm you saying. You know how them corps be voting. Right, right, right. For real. So that's what I'm saying. I think that the Democrats know like all yeah. we need is one indictment. It's the first one in history on this president that we've been telling you is corrupt. Yeah. He's unlike anybody else. And then his base is going to go, okay, all 72 million of us are going to go out there. We're going to vote for him. We're going to make sure that he's the one. Even Rhonda Sanctimonious stood up for him sort of kind of yeah. so it's like obviously sort of kind of he kind of did like kind of yeah, did. Sure did he did but like at the same time he threw shade but it's fine of course you know yeah. so it's like they jabbing that's exactly what they want they're mm-hmm. just like because you know you can run for president from prison right well we about to find out yeah you can uh, uh, um <laughs> joe uh exotic joe exotic yeah. said uh, that you're running for president uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know okay. what I mean? so like you can run for president from prison so yep. now the base is ignited. The Democrats are lit. Yeah. And the people in the middle are floating towards the Democrat side right. because they're like, oh, clearly he's or corrupt. just won't vote. Right? I or think there's vote. a lot. Even I, think, I think this could be one of the lowest turnout elections if it is could be. Trump versus Biden. Because I, I think most people are just disengaged. I don't think there's a huge population that's like, <clears throat> Biden's been doing an amazing job. Like all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. There's all this low key all this stuff that's happening with the India US Russia dollar. yeah India just said they're they're off the US dollar they're gonna be um now using their rupee which mm-hmm. is wow they're making a coalition with Russia, China and Venezuela and all this kind of stuff and we're over here talking about um we're over here talking about um Trump Trump uh gave some hush money to a former um exotic dancer porn star or whatever but i i do agree with you this is clearly like political like this is just a political stunt and in actuality like all right is it a crime if it's a crime it's a crime you should do the time but my thing is what is the precedent we're about to say and i'm okay with the precedent to say because at the end of the day these the all these politicians have been above the law for so long yeah so if you're going to do it to Trump, start doing it to everybody, whether they're the Democrat, yeah. whether they're Republican, like, yeah, I'm all out. Like, if you're going to now say former presidents can be, you could start uh, indicting them after they've been president. Well, you could find stuff on Obama for what he did when he was president. I'm sure Biden, obviously Biden has all this stuff against him with, you know, all of the Hunter Biden and all this kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And, and you know, Clinton. Clean the files. The files. Clinton with all his times at Epstein Island. I'm sure you could find a a, a, a young girl that said he did touch them in a funny way. Like it all this allegedly. Stu- yeah, allegedly. But I, I'm saying like, if this is the precedent, do it all the way. Don't just be just because it's Trump and the uh, society has an appetite for seeing Trump do bad that you could get away with it. Nah, it's got to be for everybody at this point, and I'm for it. Like let these let these politicians have to ha- be held to some kind of accountability whether it be Nancy Pelosi making all that money off the stock market while she's been you know a politician or you know Newsom being able to keep 
his winery open but shut down everybody else's winery and tell everybody you can't go nowhere but i'm gonna eat at this restaurant with no masks indoors and all this kind of stuff like get him on all that hypocrisy let's go to the u.s dollar thing real quick okay what does that mean to y'all are y'all scared as hell because people be sending it to me and it's like i'm about to block y'all it's it's worrisome yeah i mean why it's worrisome is the u.s isn't gonna allow for it to happen yeah. So what does the U.S. do when it's time for like, so a lot of people think some of the, the wars that we've gotten into has been because of um, the countries that we ended up going to war with or in war at were going to come off of the U.S. dollar. So when it came to like, um, I forget, I don't know if it, not uh, one of the wars with like, in that Saudi where we in South in like Middle East where they were planning on getting off of the U.S. dollar to, for trading for oil and they ended up going to war. I think it was Kuwait or or something like that. Uh, our our war with Gaddafi, same thing. He was planning on utilizing, creating, getting off of uh, certain. He was trying to create his own kind of currency and stuff like that, and he had like you know money with resources and stuff like that so ended up going to war with them so if all these countries are gonna stop using the u.s dollar usually that means the u.s is about to go to war with somebody Mm -hmm. (laughs) which that's where i'm more worried about versus all the other stuff i just know that the powers to be the deep state whatever aren't gonna just start losing money so they're gonna do whatever it takes to make sure that their investment is protected so to me, it is scary. And I, do you think it's because the, the world sees America and not just, but America, the country and Biden as weak? I mean, I don't think Biden helps, but I, I think this was already on the a path to get there, right? I think America as a, as a society has, you, if you're, if you're in the uh, outside of the U.S. and you see the arguments that us as Americans are having amongst each other, it sounds crazy. Yeah, we're trying to debate if women, if men could have babies. I like how he cut off of himself. It was out here. It was out here. It was out here. I was like, we shut away from my camera. You know what I mean? Like, like, that's that's the main that's the major debate in in the U.S. We 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 just we just are indicted a former president for paying off a stripper. Yeah, paying off a porn star. This is American breaking news. If you're sitting in India, like, what's going on in India? National Trans Awareness Day. You know what my people in India are thinking right now? What the hell going on in America right now? Mm. This doesn't seem like a, a very prof, like a very good investment when this is what they're they're talking about, right? We India is trying to minimize their poverty, trying to get homelessness off the streets. They're trying to go from a uh, where millions of people are living on the street to getting people housed and all this healthcare and all this kind of stuff. Opposites happen in the U.S., right? You walk across the streets of L.A. and it's homelessness, and it feels like India sometimes. Like looking when you're walking down the streets and the smells and stuff like that, it like takes me back to 
walking down the streets in India sometimes. And it's just like, yeah, to think that the status of the U.S. It, amongst the foreign countries is the same that it was 20 years ago, 30 years ago, whatever. It is, And it's not, I don't think you could blame it on one president. Obviously, whatever political side you're on, you'll be like, well, it started with Trump. And if you're a Republican, you're going to be like Biden's weak and, you know, he can't even walk up the stairs like he's falling up the stairs. Like, how do you even fall up the stairs? No, but that yeah. does happen, though. You do be falling up the stairs. <laughs> it do be happening. It do be happening. Like, we can't, we can't just sit here <laughs> right, right, and act right. like Big Biden don't be falling yeah. up the stairs. Right, right. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's definitely a thing. Also, I I think other countries are starting to realize that what's the benefit of partnering with the U.S. nowadays, like, but it's supposed to be backed by the U.S. economy. So we we're, we're supposed to be known for having this thriving economy, which they're saying currently is not as in bad shape as we. Who's they? Well, if you look at this, if you look at the Dow, yeah, or you look at the S P five hundred, yeah, it's not in the place that the mainstream news tells you it is. It's like mainly the tech sector, digital media sector, which you would imagine digital media is going to fail after Trump is no longer president, right? right? Like that was a big boom for that industry, but now people are disengaged with the story. So it kind of just goes down, but um, tech, the bubble is bursting. You know what I mean? So it's like, those spots right now are blowing up and they took they take 20% of the economy but the rest of the economy is doing pretty good like the blue the blue collar jobs are doing fine there's still more jobs available than there are people to work them so it's supposed to be backed by the strength and the power of the american people and the american economy mm-hmm. so if the economy is not doing so poorly and the the stock market is set up over 30,000, it has to be something else. It can't just be because we're talking about trans people. It can't just be because, um, you know, we're not, we're, we don't have amazing infrastructure everywhere. Like there is amazing infra- infrastructure in a lot of the, con- a lot of the country, but ultimately it can't just be because of those little things, because we're still, despite China being behind us, um, the number one economy in the world. Yeah, but you don't make this decision based off of what you think is happening right now. Yeah. You make the decision in foresight of like what's going to happen in the next 10 years, 20 years. So these countries are looking at America and seeing how America... So I think it's more how America is solving their problems by printing more money, right? Eventually, you got to eventually you gotta pay the bill. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so if I'm an outside country looking at, okay, well, how are they solving all their problems? Spend more. Print more money. Print more money. And the printing of the money is borrowing. Yeah. It's borrowing. China owns most of our debt. Yep. And um, and it also increases inflation. Yeah. So we're supposed to be fighting. Yeah. And so if you're looking, so an inflation, what does inflation do? It devalues the power of your currency. So if so if now if a country like India is looking at well if this currency is going to be less and less the, the longer I have it I need to go off of something that I think is strong so I disagree with you that the economy is strong and all of this kind of stuff like the trajectory unless somebody comes in or congress or whatever decides look we're just not con- going to continue to spend we're not going to send billions and billions of dollars to Ukraine so we could fund their pension plans and their retirement plans when like 
eggs are fourteen dollars for some eggs and stuff like that. To me, it just doesn't make sense. And if I'm an outside country and seeing America is making those type of decisions, then yeah, it doesn't sound like a smart investment anymore. Why would I want to continue to invest in this? But they're saying that we're sending the money to Ukraine so that they can fight the war for us. Yeah, but it's not a war that we were even in. Yeah, but it's our enemy. Allegedly. Russia is not our enemy? What has we? How long have we been on this planet? For over thirty years, right? All of us, almost thirty years. I thought you were talking about America. I was like, bro. No, no, no. I'm talking about just in our life. In our, in our <laughs> you got to go back to tenth grade yeah, history, my way. In our lifetime, yeah. when have you ever been afraid of Russia? When they put out Red Dawn, <laughs> number one. When have we ever, like, all of this Putin is this Putin is that? Like, what? Has Putin done that has affected our day to day life? If this comes out and Vladimir sees this, yeah, and he decides that he wants to punch America in the face, I'm gonna blame you. That's fine, because Vladimir's putting in men on the internet, right? Absolutely. And Putin, who he's looking for is us. Hey, Putin, make sure you uh, like, subscribe, and follow. <laughs> yeah, at Men in the Internet Network <laughs> on YouTube. Yeah. Make sure so to bloody. tell. <laughs> make sure to tell your whole cabal. We need to yeah. follow it. Yeah. <laughs> um. So you're not scared of Russia? I think that if we just came through, if we have this belief that the media creates. Like fear for us. Fear mongering is what they sell. Yeah. Now we're supposed to believe that they're telling us who our real enemies are. Hmm. I just, I think that they want to constantly keep us in a perpetual state of fear so that they could do whatever it is that they want to do. All right. Here's the question. Will America overcome this period? I don't know. Because we still trying to figure out if men can have babies. You're and really, you're really hooked on. I'm saying that. I'm saying <laughs> that's the that, one headline. You well, I'm repeat. saying that as 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 what our conversations in the country are, and what I'm what I mean by that is like we get so caught up in stuff that's just like we're trying to redefine words and redefine this and redefine that. It's hard to think that we're ever going to agree. If we can't agree on, can men have babies or not? How are we going to agree on enough to be able to? I think there's more other issues than that though. There's Roe v. Wade that have essentially got reversed. Sure. There's a bunch of shootings in this country, which is also a huge topic. Thousand percent. What I'm saying is. So for you to just harp on the, is can men have babies thing? I'm not Hmm. saying it for that, but I'm saying there, if we can't agree on something as simple as that, how are we going to agree on anything else? Well, that's what I'm trying to say. That's where America's at. Is like we're so split as a society that something that is so basic, we've created into a huge thing. I agree with you. It's not the biggest thing that we should be doing. I keep coming back to it because to me that is uh, a, that shows where America's mind is at as far as how we're going to solve solutions. So when you ask a question, mm-hmm. can we get over this? I don't know if we could get on the same page as a society when we can't even agree on something so simple. How do we agree on Roe versus Wade? How do we figure out how to solve, um, you know, the violence with guns and, and things like that when we can't even get on the same page of something that I don't even understand how we have in this argument. So that's where I'm doing. Not that that's like your I'm key thing. On it. Yeah, no, I'm you're just, just saying right. the foundational things about we're talking what we're talking about. We can't even get on the same page. Exactly. Right. But here's the thing. Here's a question: How much of this is the internet, 
and how much of it is what we're really talking about in real life? Because I do believe that loud, the loudest people are the ones you hear the most. Sure. But like on average, most Americans probably fall around the same point. I don't know. You see it in the schools? Like, I, 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 I don't know. I that, I don't know. I don't know if we're the right people because none of us are like really that engaged in, in in the type of stuff. But it could be. Once again, it's the media. I'm get we're getting it from the media, and we know that the media is there to sell. And you know, you talked about it. If it bleeds, it leads. So how much controversy can we create? Could be, but I mean, you have the president talking about it. <laughs> so it's not like it's just Twitter. People, it's like the president of the United States is talking about. You know what America needs? What? A real common enemy. That's the fear. That I don't know. I don't. I don't think that's what we need. Because what common enemy? That a tragedy. That means a common enemy has ha, made us lose all of our privacy with the um, with the Patriot Act. A common enemy is how the government gets more power. I don't know if that's what we need. We need the people to unite. How do we get the people to unite? But what if the common enemy lies amongst us? What do you mean? What if it's your own people? Explain. The government themselves. Yeah. I I would love that. I would love that. You know what I mean? Like, what if the people turn around and say, yo, look, years ago you told us we need to have guns to protect ourselves from the enemy, which might end up being the government. But what if guns are not the thing that's going to protect us anymore from the government? What if it's a war of ideas? Yeah. And we just have to turn around and say, hey, look, we're not going to play this game with y'all anymore. This is what the people need. And it has to be on a foundational, realistic What's sense. What's the friends doing right now? What's friends doing? They're protesting, They're protesting their, own their own government. for They like- stop the trash, uh, what do you call it? Like the waste management people stop working, everything. Everybody stopped. Postal people, mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. And if France is doing it, and you know the French don't do nothing. If France, if France, <laughs> that's literally what they're doing. Nothing. <laughs> they stop <laughs> the stuff they were doing. No more. <laughs> if you don't like, there's two countries on earth that don't do nothing: the French and the Swiss. Yeah. Okay. They don't right. do nothing, and they if they're doing that against their government, we might have to turn around. Like, before I finish that statement. Nobody go out there in January 6th, nothing. That's not what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, don't do that. I'm just saying, stay at home for a bit. <laughs> stay. But I think you're right. I mean, at the end of the day, the common enemy needs to be... Uh, there had, there's, what, what's the, the debate is, should the gov- how much power should the government have? There's one half of population that doesn't think the government should have that much power. It should be more about the people, and people should have the rights to you know do whatever it is. And then another half is like, yo, the government needs to be taking care of people more. They need to be covering everybody's health care. They need to be covering all of this. Like they need to be able to regulate this, regulate that, all that kind of stuff. So that is it has the, to be like a balance. That's yeah. it, and that's where that's where I'm coming from. Is like we're so re reason and and being reasonable like i think the first step needs to be we we should be able to talk about ideas and talk and talk about um solutions without calling the uh, the opposition a nazi or calling them a communist it's it's all extremes you're either with me or against me i'm over here if you're over there you're the enemy exactly when the actuality is the powers to be 
want to keep us yeah. fighting amongst each other because if we ever realize that hey most of what we want there's more commons between what we're looking for that's why they have us fighting about the stuff that the extremes kind of thing so i agree with you that is the solution but will america wake awake to the point to get to that point i don't know yeah well you know what what needs to happen you need to hit rock bottom mm-hmm. like whenever a drug addict hits rock bottom and then everything they re- they realize what they've done to themselves mm-hmm. that's when they say uh, 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 i'm giving this i'm getting this one moment to change everything right now. Right. And America needs to hit rock bottom. So what would be rock bottom for America though? Well, it, it depends on what you believe in. So number one, it could be in 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 high um, income and high spend states like California, New York, um, parts of Texas, whatever. The fall of capitalism and the restart of it all. You know, because people are not able to buy houses um, as easily. Um, they, they, like, there are people who are out there who make a quarter million dollars a year and they could save as much as they want and they cannot purchase homes in the area that they live in and have their mortgage be uh 25 right you know and it, and it's like how is that gonna work right you know mm-hmm. how is that gonna work so it like certain things just need to fall and restart we've seen the tech bubble burst multiple times and then like restart over again mm-hmm. and then it all comes back you know so like that may be it. Or if you're talking about Roe versus Wade, there may, there, there may just be parts of the United States where you say, look, each state has their own rights. That's how the this whole thing was built. So if you don't like that Roe versus Wade was repealed, you might have to go to a place that where you find your people. Like right. you said, you need to move away to go find your people. Right. Some people just need to like say, look, I'm going to this state because those are the people who who have the same ideals and same values right. that we have. You don't always have to run to a different country, but that may just be the thing. You have to restart that thing mm-hmm. for you. Or if that's like, why the founding fathers created that system. Yeah. Because they knew coming from they knew like one government, like a king, where why they separated, right? They came out here because of oppression from one king that decided everything. They're like, no, we don't want to have one government be able to decide for everything because people have different views. So each state will have their own kind of um, authority Mm -hmm. to be able to decide how they want to run their state. And then that gives options. So maybe, maybe you, you are like, let's say the biggest thing most recently has been COVID, right? That was where you got to see really people take advantage of it. They saw places in Texas and Florida, maybe were more open than a place Mm -hmm. like California. So people that were like, I don't want to be living here. I want to go to this other option. That I think is the beauty of the founding fathers creating a system like this, because Mm -hmm. if it was just the government decided, then every state would have to do exactly what every other state is doing versus now you have options, opportunity to go elsewhere. And I do think that people, we're already seeing that people are taking advantage where they feel like their politics are better or it's better for their business in certain states mm-hmm. than other states type mm-hmm. of thing. Um, I think another thing, Kelby, along the lines that you're talking about is now that maybe some of the m- movements are at- not attacking but affecting kids, mm-hmm. that's another big eye-opening. You're starting to see a little bit of a change where people are like, man, like... I'm for all of this kind of stuff, but once you start messing with my kid and start saying you should decide stuff for my kid without letting me know and stuff, like the stuff that's happening in the schools, mm-hmm. um, 
that's another kind of like red pill moment, quote unquote, or whatever they're calling it, white pill moment. I don't know. That's why I think we need to focus on that, on the education, the teachers, Mm -hmm. teachers getting underpaid. A lot of this is behavioral stuff. As the kids come back from COVID, they don't know how to act with other kids. So the people are beating each other up. And then the, the rule being, oh, I can't step in or I can't, you know. Whatever this is, yeah. putting everything on the teachers who are getting underpaid. Right, I think that's good. that should, if it's not going to be, it should be something we can all kind of come together on. This is our, our kids' safety, kids' health, kids' education is not going to get there if you're underpaying everybody. Yeah, it's not going to get there if you're, you know. Let yeah. me say one point about the whole like debating on if men could have babies and whatnot in conjunction to schooling. Mm-hmm. So I think that there's an element of schooling that is important for you to learn about like daily life, right? Like how to treat other people, um, uh, you know, what to believe about sexual, um, uh, your, your sexuality, gender and all that stuff. But I also think that school is like 95 primarily there for, for you to learn something that's going to up, be applicable to life later mm, on. Basic Correct. foundational so like, skills. Yeah, exactly. Nah, so it's like stuff like that. And I understand like a lot of people have problems with the way schooling was set up, you know, in the past, right? But like the way I look at it, high school, elementary school, the first 12 years is giving you the foundation to uh be able to make a wise decision in the future about what you want to do. Mm-hmm. So they sprinkle a lot of things in there, like biology, chemistry, different types of math, right. different types of um, English history and all this stuff. So you have, everybody has this basic foundation Correct. and basic understanding of how the wor- world works. And then in the future, now you can decide, I want to go be in medicine. Or I want to go be in law. I want to yep. go do this. I want to go do that. I know people have a problem with it and they want to modify and update um, education but like there's a piece of me that says a lot of that like non-governmental non like theory based stuff should just be kept for like later on like if you want to go learn about that you can you have to spend your own money to do it but like realistically what what america needs is like really smart people smart people that can combat uh um like poor technology or, or can combat against other countries and how critical thinking, critical thinking. Like when I really think about it, I know a lot of people that don't know how to read properly. Mm -hmm. And it, and, and I also think that a lot of it is not based on the education system. I think a lot of it is based on when you go home, your parents don't really, parents don't really care that much about education. They don't care about how smart you actually are. They care about like, do you, how do you, how do you interact with one another? Which is like 50% of education. Like reasons why people get a job is a, they're good at the job or they're willing to learn. And then the other one is I can work with this person or, you know, 40 hours a weekend Correct. without putting a bullet in my head. Right. Correct. So like for the most part, it's like both. And I think that the education system gets a lot of flack for, uh, for what they're offering to the students, but also students are not really taking it in. Yeah. They're taking it's a vicious cycle because it's, it's not just that it's also the socioeconomic Correct. of it. Yeah. You know, there's going to be parents who it's not that I don't care what you learn in school. It's that I have to work two jobs just mm-hmm. to put a, a meal in front mm-hmm. of you. So I can't pay attention to you as much as, you know, a, a person in a middle class or a higher class can pay attention to you. And, and unfortunately, the middle and higher, some of the stuff that you're talking about, those are the, the districts and, and the um, communities that need the most resources. But Correct. the way that the system is set up right now they with how least. tax money, they have the least resources and they don't have the all the time and we're generalizing but it, you know obviously um it's not for everybody but sometimes 
it is unfortunate they don't have as much of the family backing, not because they're not great parents. They're just trying to survive. To catch up. That's they why sometimes I... I used to disagree with it, but sometimes I do feel like maybe parts of capitalism need to fail and restart, not, but mm-hmm. like restart from like the middle, you know, so that it can, some people could take advantage of it. Cause if, and here's why, what I, I mean by that, cause I don't want people to think I'm a socialist or anything like that. But <laughs> what I'm saying is if you look at 2008, there's a lot of people who lost their homes. There's a lot of people who lost their business in there, but it's actually one of the times where the most millionaires and or multimillionaires were created mm-hmm. and it's because hey i'm prepared for the situation for when things fall right. i can buy real estate at 20 percent. correct you know correct. like yeah. it, it's that kind of stuff where right. it's like if you're our age and you're like oh i want to buy a house or something like that the best thing that could happen to us is have a, a pile of cash and a pretty decent job let the economy crash and then you just go buy a house yeah, right take mm-hmm. advantage yeah take advantage of it so it's like there's parts of it that i wish that like i kind of hope that this bubble bursts just a little tiny bit right. and then i don't get affected by it but you know right, right. that dodges like, me yeah but. you know like but like too bad for everybody else right, but right. like you know and i hope that doesn't happen knock on wood but like there's pieces of it that it's just like there are those people who need help with their kids. And that's like one of the reasons why none of us have any kids. Cause we know like, right. Oh, I don't want to be a part of that. Right. You know, where I like, can't take care of my children. I can't like really give them the resources to be successful in this life because I'm still trying to be successful. Right. In life. I'm still trying yeah. to take advantage of this whole thing. So it's like parts of me is in that wave, but I'm also scared about the lack of care of education. If you look at what the other countries are are thinking about we as Americans Mm -hmm. as a kid I remember being in the America that like you would meet people online and they're from like Europe or whatever and they're like oh my gosh I wish I lived in the United States it was that kind of thing now they're like don't y'all have racism over there don't Mm -hmm. y'all got guns Mm -hmm. and shootings and school this and mass and that and all this and it's like your money's not worth nothing I remember when I went to Europe uh, in 2000 I had $100 with me I came back with 50 I had so much. I bought so much stuff. Right. Now you go to United to the, to the United Kingdom with a hundred dollars. You coming back with debt? Well, yeah. they're not doing too well either. So I don't yeah. know if that's the best. <laughs> that's the best analogy. But it, it's true. comparison. That's what I'm saying. Like comparatively. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. No, they're they're like worse off than us. But um, shout out to them. Man. <laughs> but, shout out to them. But yeah, I, I agree. And I mean, I mean, I, I think that goes back to kind of what 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 I was talking about with Chris. It's not so much about you know, men have babies. It's like, we can't get on the same page about what we need to focus on. Right, right, So right, it's right, so right. hard. And it goes back to your question. Is there a solution? There is a solution. Can we get there? I don't know because we can't, like you said, reading comprehension. So many times you see Twitter fights happen because people aren't actually understanding what was written. Facts. They put their own kind of projections into a statement mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. it, it it goes it, it just escalates into something where it's like, dude, that's not what was said. Yeah. It's like that you like, you know, what I said isn't what you heard. It's that's a like very a frustrating big, thing. Yeah. And yes. and that kind of is where it, it comes down to one, it could be, okay, the first problem is you're right. People aren't necessarily comprehension isn't where it needs to be as a country. Mm-hmm. Then on top of that, when you put comprehension, lack of comprehension, to lack of um, patience, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. to actually sit down and have a conversation about it so I could clarify what I'm trying to say. That's not there because we're all emotionally triggered. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden it's just about let me hurt you yeah. versus let, let's come to a, a, a solution. That's where it's like, well, how do we, there's so many things we have to fix before we can even get to the place to have a, a proper conversation, you know? Like, for example, right now, Chris may have thought that I was bringing up that man thing for a certain reason. Luckily, he gave me the opportunity to clarify it so he knows that's not what we're saying. If it wasn't just Chris and I and we have a good relation, all that kind of, this, that wouldn't have happened. You would have just been like, you were bigot, you like this, like, oh, yeah, you yeah, think, yeah, you know, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, I have to start defending myself from being right. this and Yeah, you'd have to that. punch him in the face. Yeah, exactly. Drop kick him. And, and the, tap him up. Tap him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to tap Stone Cold Stun. Stone Cold Stun. Yeah. I know the move. Stunner. Stunner. But it's fine. No, it's cool. Like, you really try. You can do it soft. That's when you grab the ER. ER. Make sure you put that soft A, not the hard ER. Yeah, 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 yeah. The point is, I tried. And I tried to get the rest of the move. But that's like, that's like what it needs to be. Like, give, give people the opportunity to explain themselves. And even when they explain themselves, they could be off. You could yeah. be like, bro, yeah, I'm giving you opportunity. You still sound hella racist. You still yeah. sound hella yeah. bigoted, right? But let me try to let me try to give you the opportunity to have a safe space to at least get your full thought out before I'm jumping down your throat talking about this is what you said, this is what you mean, all that kind of stuff. And not only that, I think like I personally think it's okay to have a deferring opinion. And I also think that there are people who are out in the world that have like potentially dangerous opinions Mm -hmm. that I think if we approach them differently, conversationally, it's like the, it's, it's almost like the, the uh, argument of like beating your child, right? Like, why are, why are we learning? Mm -hmm. Am I learning out of fear or or am I learning out of uh, like truth need for understanding? Right. So if somebody says something uh, that is inappropriate, perhaps it's racist or something like that, like, it's understood, like you want to punch him in the face, right? right? Or you you might want to do something even crazier. It that. might invoke anger initially, yeah, like right. But like, what if you took the initiative inside of yourself to just say, like, I'm gonna give you this one shot to talk to you as a human being and let you know using very specific language why that might not be okay, right? And I I think I kind of miss that in the world. You know, I know they say sticks and stones. Don't break your bones, but words can truly change everything. And I do believe that I see people throw things out there that is harmful, just as harmful as what was said, you know? And uh, if if we approach each other with the intent to, to help, right. like the intent to clarify. Or understand. In, or understand. That's it, You right? know, like somebody recently said that they agreed with the Roe versus Wade thing. Because again, like it, it gives states the opportunity to do as they please, and now you can go wherever you want. Right. But like that, in, that instantly turned into like a, you hate women, right. you hate this, you hate that, and mm-hmm. it was just kind of like, well, like what if you just had a conversation about it and you got where they were coming from, and it didn't trigger you? Like that's the thing. It's it goes back to um, having control of your emotions. Right. Because the, the thing in and kind of in this is going to lead to something bigger, but 
I think that as a society, we're making it, we're, we're, we're coddling people to just like act off of their emotions. Mm -hmm. Like we're making it to, if you feel a certain way, that means you are a certain way. Or just because you feel it, it gives you authority to go out there and speak your truth and all this type of stuff. And there's value to that in certain instances, but also it becomes a problem where now you feel entitled that if my, my feelings automatically give me power to be able to do certain things right yeah. you might have said but you said it wrong it's up to you to figure out the right way to say it so i don't feel a certain way mm -hmm. because my feelings are justified that you triggered me to this point that's on you that's not on me yeah i mean it's just like that's with a the crazy thought process in my mind right how are you going to come to a solution if I, I i i can't even make a mistake which could be a genuine mistake yeah. like i didn't know i didn't mean it it wasn't my intent but because it already happened it's over you are that person now you know There's what I mean? something I'm super kind of grateful issue. about. I asked somebody, like, how's your girlfriend doing? Mm -hmm. And I didn't know that that wasn't the term to use. Like, it was partner, partner and then yeah. they're like, mm -hmm. they they and them. Okay. But I could have imagined immediately that, like, uh-oh, you know, I, I said the wrong thing. And they kindly was like, they're doing okay. You know, they, like. Um, something, something, them. Like, they you know, they, they like use the right word and didn't pronoun and yeah, didn't. like they use it and it educated me right on how I'm supposed to say it. So next time I'm gonna say, "Oh, how's your partner doing?" Right. Instead of all that, and it it Instead wasn't like saying that you're a bigot because you called like they gave you opportunity that yeah to learn yeah, and I think it like ended up being so nice because at the end of the conversation we're both laughing and smiling uh -huh. and it was a great conversation and we like now have an even better deeper rapport, but. That's just something that, like, I just wish that we were able to do because, truthfully, there's not a lot different between human being to human being. Uh, we may think differently about the same subject, but we're probably around the same plane. You know, we're probably around the same thought process. And a lot of us may also just be confused or we may not know all the facts and we, we have right. opinions. But if somebody educates you on how to think, like, something that always makes me like wonder why is when certain senators or, or congress people they go and it's like right after the school shootings and they just like start yelling at republicans right. or like the, the republicans start yelling at the democrats right. and it's like look nobody was in that room you know nobody committed this and ultimately the person who got the gun got it through the legal standard so it's like the conversation that to be had doesn't need to be like you did this and you did that right. don't point fingers at people who like you know, didn't do it, but just have a conversation to say, look, what are what are some ideas we can put on the board that can satisfy your needs, but also satisfy the needs of safety for the people? Right. Instead of like doing this performative, like kids are right. thing. And, and like it doesn't have to be you're an evil person because you have a certain belief. Like one thing I think that would help solve things is making it okay to not know. Yeah. Like or and also making it normal normalizing the ability to be like i could be wrong because i think so many people when they come into these there's like no way that they're wrong like most debates and arguments are because you know this is just the way it was because i read it in my bible or this is the way that it was because you know whatever and there's no possible way i could be wrong and when it comes to that point where you don't think you could be wrong then 
there's no point. You can't have a conversation at that point. Mm-hmm. The second thing is we have to understand that we could cohabitate with each other and be and and function ninety five percent in a in a great way, and not agree on everything. Right. Yeah. And I think that's something where it's like if you don't agree with me a hundred percent and you're not exactly the way I, we can't be friends, we can't associate with each other, and all that kind of stuff. There are going to be certain things where it's just like yo. Like if if somebody's just like oh um, I don't like you know the racism is to a point where if you're a certain skin tone I can't deal with you I I probably can't cohabitate with you maybe even then if it's like something you could find some common but I think that we think that you have to find people that are 100 percent exactly like you and that's the only way you could survive right, in society right, right, right. I don't need to change anybody I just need them to not need to change me too like all right that's how you believe if it's not affecting me and mine then that's cool. Like, that's the way you raise your kids. That's the way you live your life. Right. That's not what we need to be talking about all the time. But, you know, we work well on this. We work well on that. Like, we're cool with 95% of everything else. Why are we just going to eliminate because of this 5% that isn't that important in our day-to-day mm-hmm. lives? I don't think we normalize. I think we feel like we got to only surround ourselves with people that are 100% like us. And that's impossible. Yeah. And it's sickening. Because it leads to depression and anxiety and all that stuff. Um, Before we wrap this conversation up, I wanted to bring up a point that um, I I heard, and it's something I find interesting. So maybe a year ago, we had asked people, what's the last great year that you remember? And one of the big answers, 2009. But if you go back at one generation before us, or like a pseudo generation before us, their answer is 1998. Mm -hmm. And then if you ask kids who are like just transitioning into adults, they're going to say, do you know what might be their last great year? Mm-mm. No. It's between 2016 and 2018. Mm-hmm. And there is something that is very similar in all three of those years. The age that they are? Say it again. Would it be the age that they are in those years kind of thing? Not exactly, actually. It's like more what's going on in the country. Okay. So they're saying that in 1998, we are 30 years removed from the latest great huge war, which was the Vietnam War. Okay. The economy was thriving under Bill Clinton. Everybody is making money. People have health care. Everybody's like doing fine. Uh, And there was a lot of good music that came out. And And juvenile. Juvenile, right? And then, like, ultimately, the economy was in a good, stable place that people uh, truly believed in the patriotism of the country. And then in 2009, it was somewhat similar, but with less timing. Mm -hmm. We are not, like, closely paying attention to what happened in September 11th anymore. Like, bin Laden dies, uh, all of that. Or was it bin Laden or Saddam Hussein? I think bin Laden died in 2000. Saddam Hussein Saddam died before Bin Laden, I think. But Bin Laden was like 2009, 2010, something like that. Okay. And then, and then like more, it was like the change of society where smartphones were starting to come. Music is good. People have a little bit of money in their pocket because we're on the upswing from uh, 2008. It takes several years to get to that point. But uh, from, from like 2006 through 2008, then 2009, it's like, okay. We're not in the best possible place, but like people are optimistic about the future. Then 2018 comes around and 2018 is a year for a lot of people that like really 
started being an economically friendly year. Like the the uh, country is doing well, despite the fact that Donald Trump is president. A lot of people like don't really like him, but financially people are fine. So they right. they have the ability to complain and like it's like falling on deaf ears. Like people are complaining like, oh, we hate him. But like for the most part, look, man, I have a good job. I have money in my pocket. And in certain arenas, like good music is coming out. Right. <laughs> so uh, I do think that the three, the main difference between those three years is the amount of time between the wars. 1998, 30 years, 2009, like eight years. Mm-hmm. 2018... Uh, there wasn't another big war, but there was the fear that North Korea, we're going to go to war with North uh-huh. Korea and Russia and all this stuff. And it was only a four-year removal from that, from even less than that, really two years when Obama was president. So the fear of war is the thing that triggers people. Fear of war and lack of money is what makes people really most afraid. So to answer the question that I asked you, I think we can overcome that if we do find a leader that can bring us to those spaces where we say, look, we're not going to war purposefully um, unless we have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going to focus on this economy. We're going to make sure that everybody can be gainfully employed. And the word gainful is important. And we're also going to incentivize people to make good music. Yeah, Drake. Yeah, Kendrick. Yeah, Cole. We need all you guys to come out with a dope album at the same time. Society needs it. Start with the American rappers first. Yeah, Kendrick. <laughs> yeah, Cole. Yeah, Drake. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs> oh, Drake was Canadian. <laughs> yeah, I said first. Like, start. I said. Oh, he's uh, after. Okay. Yeah, like he's in, in the orange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I put him in order of greatness, you. too. Okay. Appreciate right. you. goodbye everybody laters (sighs) thanks for listening if you like what you saw please make sure to subscribe to us on instagram at moi podcast and please check us out on our youtube channel by searching men on the internet network